0: Welcome to the Patriot Pod. I am Allison Steelberg-Corneau, class of 97. I'm the Alumni Relations Coordinator. Uh, I recently spoke with Zach Ocean, class of 2016, over Zoom. He lives and works out of Mexico, and he is the founder of Elena's. Elena's is an e-commerce platform which serves Latin American and Colombian women to launch their stores, their retail, their businesses online so that they can better support themselves, their community, and um, make a better living and life for themselves. It was, it's pretty awesome. And um, Zach is doing amazing things at this program and has some amazing ideas. So let's listen in on the conversation with Zach Ocean.
1: Um, So I'm Zach. Um, I am an alumni uh, from a class of 2016 from Viewpoint. Um, I went to Georgetown uh, University after Viewpoint Um, I am the CEO and founder of Alenas, which is the leading social commerce startup in Latin America. Um, I live in Mexico City, and we have operations across Colombia and Mexico with our e-commerce marketplace platform, uh, which works essentially through a network of affiliates, um, some kind of micro-influencers who utilize our platform to promote products um, and earn extra income. Um, And in doing that, we're able to build kind of this e-commerce Platform which gets out to a big part of the population in Colombia and Mexico.
0: So, if I wanted to join Elenus so or as I was interested in in getting some some sort of support, um, how would yeah. I? What what would be the steps I would follow? Like, how would I how would I get to yeah. get that support from Elena's?
1: Yeah. yeah. So we have a network today of uh, and a community today of over two hundred thousand micro entrepreneurs, micro influencers. Most of them are women um, across Mexico and Colombia. Um, most of them have a social media presence. They have an Instagram page, they have a Facebook page. They're on TikTok. They're creating content about beauty products, about home goods products, about clothing. Um, and they find the normally through uh, you know, kind of our organic marketing and content that we put out and also through, you know, paid ads that we that we that we promote. Um, And when people come to us, they download our app. And basically in the Atlantis app, they have access to all the tools and the products that they can then uh, promote and sell and kind of the training that they need to get started. Um, So we offer today a portfolio in Colombia of over 100,000 products that they can promote. So they basically can go through and see products in different categories from different brands. Like like I said, cosmetics, home goods, clothing, accessories, and they can choose what are the products that they want to promote promote? How are they going to promote them? Are they going to post on TikTok? Are they going to post on Instagram? And then when people purchase those products and get them shipped to their house, um, they earn a commission. Um, So it's a way for these kind of influencers and micro entrepreneurs to make extra money selling products.
0: Do you find you have more success through TikTok or Instagram, like particular social media, or is it just kind of vary depending on what is being sold and- and
1: it, it depends a lot. We, we we have a range of 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 people who work with us that ranges from people who sell mostly via WhatsApp. So WhatsApp is huge in Latin America. It's the main kind of commu- communication channel between people. They don't really use text. So WhatsApp is like the way that you know people have a lot of like groups and 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 direct messages with their friends and family. So we'll have people who will sell and promote mostly to you know their close circle of thirty or fifty people who are in their WhatsApp. And then we have people who have a million followers on TikTok, right? So it's it's a really wide range. And it doesn't necessarily mean that one particularly sells better than the other, because we have a lot of people who have those small communities, but who do a great job giving recommendations, engaging with their community, promoting products, and moving a lot of merchandise. Then we also have some very big people who have big networks and and just really focus on the content piece. Um, But so we really give people the flexibility and, and ability to promote in the way that they want. Um, and and kind of get to the level of earnings that they're also looking for, right? Because for some people, this is something that they dedicate maybe an hour a day to Alanis, and they earn, you know, an extra 20% boost on their salary that they can use to pay for groceries or buy some toys for their kids or those kind of things. And then we have some people who are, you know, doing this full-time and who with Alanis are making, you know, $10,000 a month or selling $10,000 worth a month of product. And, you know, that's a full-time income for them and their family.
0: Yeah. Did you notice a giant shift like, cause you know, in 2020, I think so many were, you know, so many of us were consumed just by our screens and what we can look at and how we can connect. Did you see a noticeable shift in, in, in how people were selling and, and, yeah. and communicating, or has it kind of been this way because this has been your, your MO?
1: No, oh, it definitely took off during the pandemic. So I launched the company in Colombia in 2018. Um, we really started operating in 2019. So 2019, we sort of figured out the model, we built out the application, and then it was sort of like perfect timing that as we got to kind of, we had built the first version of the platform, we launched the company, we'd raised a little bit of capital, the pandemic hit, and There was this huge movement online of consumers who were looking to buy online and have things shipped to their homes instead of going to retail, right? The e-commerce boom was obviously really important for us. There was this huge boom of people spending time on social media, consuming content, which helped kind of this network of folks who were working with us to sell better, um, and, and, and what happened was, and this is some important context, like A lot of our base has been built off of this huge existing industry in Latin America, which is the catalog selling business. Mm -hmm. So there's about 15 million people in Latin America who still sell with catalogs door to door to their friends and family. Um, It's a $30 billion a year industry still today. Um, And so it, it continues to be massive. And so what happened was a lot of that existing base of people who were selling door to door couldn't, literally couldn't go physically door to door because they couldn't interact with other people. And so all of a sudden all of that transitioned online. And we took advantage of a lot of that and, you know, grew a huge amount during the pandemic and continued to grow across these two countries.
0: So I know you Absolutely. were in Colombia. Didn't you study abroad in Colombia as well, like during your time at Georgetown?
1: So my my path was pretty messy of how I got the degree and when I started the company and when I was at Georgetown. So I essentially started the company. Um, after my freshman year at georgetown so i only did one year as like a normal student at georgetown and then the rest of my time the next years i was basically building the company and launching it and scaling it and found a way via uh, study abroad and via during the pandemic taking classes online and getting credits from georgetown for building the business to basically get my degree last year Um, but it was sort of, I, I, I didn't wait very long to basically start working on this after I, I got to school.
0: What was the spark? Like what, what, was there any one thing or was it a accumulation of things? Is it something that like started when you were a child or, or in your adolescence, or was it something when no. you were, you know, post high school where you're just like, I oh my gosh I had this idea and 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 then you literally <laughs> no. like took the initiative to yeah. not only just have it as a, a goal or a dream but you you wasted no time clearly to to get it started.
1: No, no. I if you had asked me even in my first year at Georgetown or when I graduated from Viewpoint, I don't think anybody I don't think anybody would have thought, and I would have never told you that I would end up starting a company in Latin America focused on e-commerce and women purchasing and selling products, beauty products on TikTok in Latin America. Like that was like so far out of the scope of like what I thought I was going to do. And really when I went to Georgetown, I, I you know, I, I, there was part of me, I always had this really strong entrepreneurial kind of interest and drive, right. I'd, i started a bunch of small businesses when I was in high school at, at viewpoint, I worked with this, this startup, uh, the space company. And so I'd always had that piece of me, but I also was really interested in like politics and international relations. And so I, I didn't really know what I was going to do when I got to Georgetown, and so this was really more coincidence, right? Like I went after my first year at Georgetown, I was looking for an internship, and I got introduced via a friend to a venture capital firm based in Bogota, where he had worked, and they, you know, gave me an internship to basically go work on market research in Colombia. So I said, okay, that's cool. You know, I took Spanish at Viewpoint, I took Spanish at Georgetown, I've traveled a little bit around Latin America. That sounds like fun. And I thought it was originally just going to be three months, and now it's turned into almost six years that I've been in the region. Um, and, and basically during that internship was when I did the, the research that led to Elenas, right? I had no idea that this catalog business was big. I had no idea that there was this kind of need in the market for affiliate marketing and influencer marketing. But I did a huge process of, of essentially in my first three months, like 150 interviews where I sat down with people and um, understood kind of per- consumer purchasing behaviors and market dynamics and got to know much better the market. And from all of that, kind of the idea came out and I decided that that's what I wanted to do. Um, but it was very, like, it was, it was a very random set of kind of occurrences that led to this happening. And then I obviously fell in love with the idea and have loved living in Latin America and and saw a really big opportunity here.
0: Like when you think, when you think about Elena's, how it started and what it is now and, and where it's going, is there, what, what keeps you excited yeah. and, and, and driven?
1: Yeah. And really it, it has to do with and and what keeps me excited and really motivated and passionate about what we're doing um, is the mission ultimately of the business to empower, you know, this, the base of Latin American women across these two countries to um, earn an extra income, improve the livelihood of them and their families. And that's what we see on every day. And I think it's been really exciting and really amazing for me to get to see, you know, now we have a, like I said, a community of 200,000 people who are earning with us. Um, we've paid out tens of millions of dollars to that community in earnings, tens of millions of dollars over the past, you know, four years. And that just keeps growing. We launched into Mexico. We've had a lot of success here. We've only been here a year, but Mexico is going quite well. And so, you know, I spend a lot of my day, my my WhatsApp and, and texts are filled with messages from a lot of this community who writes me i mean a lot of times they're complaining about different things and and asking me for you know hey this isn't working or i want we, we want us to be able to sell this product which is all very valuable feedback but it's also amazing to hear those stories right hearing stories of people who are really kind of making significant income and and moving forward their business and and empowering it via the alantis platform and then i think at the same time that's also obviously the growth there you know sort of a chicken and the egg thing but that also has been then kind of connected with the growth of the team. So today we have 230 employees at Alanis, right, on the core team, um, direct employees. Um, and so we have about 200 people in Colombia, we have about 30 people in Mexico, and that's obviously divided between tech and engineering and product development, um, growth, strategy, etc. Um, but that's also been amazing, right? I had, it went from an idea with a couple of people sitting around a table in Colombia 4 years ago to now a really large organization and i've had the chance to learn from all those people to grow the management team to grow my my group of vice presidents um and and to build a really cool culture internally around the company and what we're building for and 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 that's been really special
0: so when you measure success whether it's personally or through your business obviously it success oftentimes by our society is measured by you know dollar amounts and numbers it's all numbers driven, but is there something that you mark as as what success means to you either personally or or professionally or are the two no and the same for you
1: yeah, I mean there's obviously the numeric and, and dollar amounts that we used to measure, right like we've raised you know we've raised almost thirty million dollars to date and we just recently raised a twenty million dollar series b and so like That's great. And I think that a lot of times in the startup world, that's a measure of the success that you've had thus far. Uh, We measure in terms of obviously revenue, right? Like our revenues, you know, will double this year from last year. You know, we're on track to be in in the next couple of years, we'll be doing hundreds of millions of dollars of of sales, which is cool. Um, But I think, like I said, I think ultimately, what really, what really motivates me and what success really is for me is how do we grow this base of, of, of micro entrepreneurs who are working with us? How do we get from 200,000 to millions of people who we're working with across multiple countries? And how do we measure every day and every week and every year what those people are earning and how do we continue to help each person to earn more, right, and be more successful with the Atlantis platform and, and, and what are the tools that we can give them to do that? So I think that's really how I think about, are we, are we being successful as a team? Are we driving towards better outcomes for our community as a whole?
0: And you mentioned you have over 200 em- employees, like directly working for yep. you. If you're yep. your CEO, your boss, right. If you're looking to hire, are you looking to hire people? Who, obviously, you know, the like-mindedness and and the same kind of drive and ambition, but is there, are there key things you're looking for in people you hire, whether it was for something like Elena's or something that might be different, like as, as the boss is someone who is, has that ability to hire people coming into this industry, whether they're, mm. you know, freshly plucked from um, a college or maybe high school yeah. or a study abroad program, or they're an, an older person who needs like a career change. Yeah. Is there something that you look for with like key qualities um, when you're hiring people?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the majority of our, actually our entire company, except for me are, are locals. Right. So, so, so my comp, so the, the team is not, you know, a bunch of Americans, like we do everything in Spanish. Everybody is either Mexican or Colombian or Venezuelan or Chilean, right? Like we have you know, a, a variety of nationalities across Latin America, but everybody's from Latin America. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously there's an important part of when we hire which is people having enough local context and understanding to be able to work with our user base and build for our user base and understand the challenges and communicate with the rest of the team, right? So that's obviously something really important is that kind of local understanding. Um, but I think generally we look for, we try to hire the best talent in the market that has experience you know, relevant to whatever the position is we're hiring for. We try to find people who have experience in startups or in entrepreneurial kind of endeavors. I think the speed at which we do things, how fast we iterate, how, how intense the environment is at a startup that scales in the way we've scaled, you know, ADX over the past three years, um, you have to be understanding of and able to to kind of move at that speed. And a lot of times, so hiring people from like super corporate jobs who have been in a multinational corporation for 30 years can be really hard. And so we try to source people who at least have had some experience in sort of more entrepreneurial endeavors um, and people who really care about the mission, right? I think that's the last thing I would say is like, in order to create the culture that's so info, so focused on what I was mentioning before, success being the success of our, of our community, um, you can't have people who are purely thinking about how much money are we going to make, what's my salary, and, you know, what's the most efficient way to do this for the company, right? You need people who really care about, who understand the importance of what we're building for our user base and who care about how do we kind of, the impact that everything we do has on them. And so that's something we select really highly for is sort of people's, um, emotional intelligence ability to empathize understanding of this exi- existing market and how much they care about and want to be in Atlantis because of the mission versus maybe other factors like you know salary or or revenue size or things like that
0: and it seems to me as as you're speaking and you're sharing about the company and 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 you know how people are, are reacting and feeling and giving you that feedback it seems clear that the the passion, the drive, the desire to want to see the company and and the clients um, succeed is really, you know, that kind of not even secret ingredient, because it's not really a secret ingredient. And if someone's really successful, or a company is really successful, it's usually you look at the people and, you know, are they happy? Are they passionate? Are they motivated? Do they feel inspired? And but I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, you set that tone, it seems like, you know, just hearing you speak, it's, it, I'm just like, this is amazing. You know, it's just so great. All right. Kind of some awkward, like not awkward, but kind of some fun questions, I guess. Um, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Having been a, how, when did you start at Viewpoint? In what grade?
1: Uh, kindergarten in
0: 2003.
1: So life, okay. Three. Um, yeah, I was a lifer.
0: Okay. Uh, having been at Viewpoint, having, you know, some great teachers having been at Georgetown, having some great teachers, professors, if you could teach something to anybody right now, and you only had like five minutes to prepare, what would you teach to somebody or people? What would be your lesson? What'd be your class? Yeah,
1: I I, I think for me that probably what I would talk about and what I would teach and something I've done before in in different settings and and talks and things like that is, is really focused on kind of user research and understanding, right? That that's, I was only able to build a business like this because I spent a huge amount of time listening to people and hearing their stories and understanding what they needed and how we could solve those needs via technology and via a business. Right. And I think it's something that I've spent a lot of as, as somebody who, has come from the outside into this market, right? I am not part of the population we are serving. Uh, you know, I went to Viewpoint, grew up in LA and I'm working with people from a totally different background and a totally different experience, life experience. The only way I think you can be successful is, is by listening and by kind of building methodologies around how to um, kind of take that understanding and turn it into, into positive change. So I think that's probably what I would, what I would talk about.
0: I take that class. (laughs) Um, And speaking of viewpoint, are there any days that if you think back on like reliving those, oh, the good old days of, you know, when life was simple and you were just a student and didn't have, you know, many worries?
1: No. Well, so I think there's a couple things I I think it's, it's always funny to reflect on at viewpoint, which is one, I was doing I kind of did the same thing at Georgetown that I did at Viewpoint, which is at Viewpoint I was working on the space stuff and I was working with this company Xcore and Viewpoint and the administration and Dr. Rakowski and Mr. McKee and um, and, and 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 Mr. Howie and 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 the whole administration was very supportive throughout my time at Viewpoint. In I was doing things that were maybe out of the ordinary and I was pursuing my passions and I was and there was always a ton of support to allow me to be very flexible in sometimes my attendance and sometimes my grades. And so, you know, things like that, because there was an understanding that what I was doing was, was, was really important. And I think I really appreciated that. And that gave me a huge amount of the confidence and experience that I needed to then be able to do what I'm doing today. Mm -hmm. Right. And then also to go to Georgetown and sort of negotiate with Georgetown that I could be the build this business and also keep, keep working. And so I think that that's something that I, you know, I always reflect back on like, you know, showing up late to class three days a week because I was like in a meeting with like somebody in the Netherlands and like there being a bit of flexibility around that. I think I always, I always look back and appreciate that and laugh about sort of that experience. <laughs> um, the other thing that's funny is, you know, I, and, and I think this is something where there's a lot of potential is like, so very coincidentally, um, you know, two, two of my best friends from Viewpoint are Alex Zook and Justin Los Weber. Um, we were all in the same grade. Uh, we all graduated. And then all three of us today are founders of venture-backed startups. All three of us in the past six months raised, collectively, we raised like $75 million over the past six months. Um, And it's really cool because I think we were all friends and we all had similar interests when we were at Viewpoint, but did very different things. We all went to different colleges, but you know, today we have a group chat and the three of us talk all the time about the businesses we're building and the teams we've built and the challenges we're facing, it's in very different sectors, right? Justin's doing insurance tech and Alex is doing kind of agriculture and climate tech. And I'm doing you know, e-commerce in Latin America, but it's been very cool to kind of have that viewpoint connection and and to see kind of how by chance we all ended up in the position we did after such a short time after leaving.
0: You mentioned you're very busy and no doubt you are, uh, but no doubt you also have free time. What do you do in your free time?
1: I don't. I don't do it. I work a lot. Um, I have explored quite a bit Colombia, Mexico. I mostly mostly traveling when I have free time, right? I, I've traveled a lot in Mexico and Colombia, gotten into a lot of different parts of the country, um, which has been great. I mean, they're both beautiful countries with a ton of different, you know, more than just like, kind of the the what you initially think of in Colombia and Mexico in terms of like you know Cancun or whatever. Like, there's a ton of culture and a ton of history in both countries. There's a ton of very interesting things to do and places to see. Um, so I do a lot of traveling and then traveling also internationally, right? Like I, I, um, you know, travel a lot with my parents. I travel a lot with, with my family, I travel a lot with friends to, to different places. And so that's where I spend a lot of my time. And then mostly going around Mexico city, eating good tacos on the street, um, you know, and, and, and working most of my time.
0: Eating, working, got a little, eating, working, a little bit of travel. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Eating working a little bit. all. No, that's a, that's a pretty good summary of how I spend most of my, most of my life. <laughs> uh,
0: well, it sounds pretty great. And clearly you're doing well and the things that you're doing for other people just impacts their lives in ways that is probably immeasurable, but um, it's so wonderful. And um, I know that the school and those here are really proud of, of where you have been. And it's nice to hear about your classmates and, and what they're doing as well. And, how you yeah. still see them, and that you might see them over the holidays. But no. um, no. I just, I really appreciate Absolutely. your time. I know that. This no, thank you. Other people, and yeah. and maybe be late no, to I... class because they're on a meeting with someone in the <laughs> Netherlands too.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Zach did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I I appreciate it, and 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 really, like I mean, I think it's something that I've been trying to think about how to do at some point. But like, you know, it's something I've talked about with Justin. It's t- something I've talked about with Alex. I haven't gotten to, you know, visit campus in a while and I'm not sure exactly everything that's going on, but I think at least if I reflect back on my time at Viewpoint, you know, I think there's a huge opportunity with the talent that there is at viewpoint and the students and the interest that they have to do more in the world of entrepreneurship, and, right, and give kids more access to, uh, there's a, you know, I think given being in LA, there's a great film program and there's obviously all the connections to the film world and the media world and um, and I think if there could be that same level of, I know there's a lot going on with like the maker space and, and kids learning how to code and that's awesome and I'm sure that could all feed into um, some really interesting stuff around entrepreneurship and how to start businesses and would love to if there's ever an opportunity to help or to talk to students or to um, see what we could do there I think I would love to and I think I speak for, you know, the three of us that we'd love to, you know, get involved and, and do something on campus at some point if it's ever possible
0: it's always possible and whether you want to do it by yourself or in coordination with one or the two others um no. let me know anytime and and we'll definitely work to make that happen um because i know that cool. that would be such that would give such value to um our existing programs here and then just the alumni program and and it, i know your teachers would love to see you but no. thanks zach i really appreciate it it's good to uh, see I, you it's no, so it was good great, to great catching you. up with you yeah but um, say hi to your family, and then coming here at the holidays, just, you know, give them my love, and send any pictures okay. or information, if, um, and if there's anything I can do to support yeah, the thing that you're doing, let me know.
1: Okay, all right, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Bye, Zach. Bye.